Welcome to the Front Porch Parenting Podcast. On these short read-alongs, we'll share some of our big ideas from our main site in an audio format. So if you're looking to breathe new life into your family's bookshelf after this episode, be sure to head to parentingapatriot.com to be redirected to primarily for book recommendations that feature characters with strong morals, traditional values, or themes from American history that happened right here in our country once upon a time. Hey neighbor, this is Britt Reiner with the Primarily Crew. Before we get started, I wanted to give a little disclaimer. If you hear crickets or a loud splash, know that it's because I'm talking to you with my windows open. The weather here in Sarasota, Florida is sublime right now, and I wanted to let the breeze of the salt air that is just outside my door sweep through. It's so good for the soul, but so is talking with you. So let's get started. What does your bookshelf say about you? You can tell a lot about a person by the books on her bookshelves. So we make sure the ones we keep reflect well. Trust that you and yours are in for a good read if it's coming from Primarily's bookshelf. If knowledge is power, then books are the avenue to that power. Books can be so powerful that throughout history, people have wanted to both burn them in bonfires and preserve them with ultimate safeguards. Books aren't just full of ideas. They are vehicles for ideas. Since the founding of the first libraries in 300 BC, books have transformed the way people think act, and lead. The Primarily Crew echoes President Harry Truman's belief that not all readers become leaders, but all leaders must be readers. For that reason, the selections we read to and with our kids are not chosen lightly. We want our children not only to love reading, but also to love learning ideas. True good, and meaningful ideas. When we began reading some trending children's books to our kids, we were less than satisfied, to put it mildly. Where was the plot of the story, let alone the moral? Where were the characters who displayed traits worth emulating? Where were the discussion opportunities for helping our kids become better neighbors and citizens? Sure, we want our kids to giggle at story time, but we also want them to walk away with concepts that will motivate them to pursue positive habits and behaviors. If we use these questions as litmus tests for what merits a good children's book, even some of the most perennial gifting favorites came up vapid at best, misleading at worst. If we want the best for our kids, And oh yes, we do. We can do way better than that. Enter Primarily's Bookshelf. When you pick a book from our shelf, you can trust that it's been vetted against the following standards. One, show main characters with desirable character traits. Two, present characters who work hard to overcome challenging circumstances. Three, 
possess a clear moral or lesson. Four, encourage kids to pursue further learning and or take positive action. Five, provide discussion opportunities between the reader and child about American values or traditions. If for some reason we choose to share a book that does not meet all of this criteria, we will be clear about it and use that very gap to address a deeper point. The goal of Primarily's Bookshelf is to equip you with stories of the true, the good, and the beautiful, as well as the fun, the creative, and the practical. All this to help you teach your kids sound morals, support American values, and promote ideas that lead to human flourishing. Case in point, take this tiny tale that shows how a small story can have a big impact on a little person. Last fall, a friend gifted us the life-changing book, Paloma Wants to Be Lady Freedom by author Rachel Campos Duffy. My almost four-year-old was captivated, responding to each of the following concepts contained in just a few pages. For instance, the father of a little girl named Paloma becomes a U.S. citizen. This gave us the chance to talk about the question, what does becoming a citizen mean? Her family travels in a minivan to Washington, D.C. This prompted the question, when can our family take a road trip adventure there? The little girl gets separated from her parents while visiting the U.S. Capitol Dome and finds help from a police officer. This sparked the question, what is our family's plan if we ever lose each other? Who can we trust for help? Then the little girl meets a giant statue of a strong, beautiful woman. I asked my kids, what do the statue's helmet and shield represent? Then the little girl encounters the idea of freedom. I asked my bunch, what does it mean to be free? The book rocked our whole family's world. Not only was it a daily read request, it also became the doorway to new tangible life experiences. My daughter implored me to dress as Lady Freedom for Halloween. I did. This also gave me the chance to craft a DIY costume with her. It's certainly made for conversation as we trick-or-treated, providing a great opportunity for her to recap the story to others. It's not often that people see a five-month pregnant woman wearing a Roman goddess dress carrying a shield with a helmet filled with feathers and stars across the front. Like I said, it was a conversation starter. Knowing that my husband and I had close friends in Washington, D.C., she begged for our family to take a trip there. We ended up flying but then rented a minivan for good measure once we got there. As a result, the minivan to her is like a Ford Mustang to a 16-year-old boy who just got his license. It was like sprinkles on top of chocolate sauce on top of ice cream for her. Our trip was built around the premise of seeing Lady Freedom in person. 
We learned she was as tall as a giraffe and we got to stand right next to her to feel just how tall she really is. It took a lot of selfies before we could finally fit all of us in the same frame. To this day, my daughter still writes with the Lady Freedom pen we purchased at the U.S. Capitol gift shop, and she is frequently asked to paint the small marble resin of Lady Freedom who watches over our living room and when we bought her as a souvenir. As you can imagine, my repeated answer is no. And as if that weren't enough, we gave our third baby, born two months after we got back from our trip, the same name as the main protagonist in the book. To be fair, we were already in love with the name Paloma, but now our other kids were sold on it, thanks to the book. More memorable than the costume and more enriching than the trip were all the in-between conversations prompted by this one book. In particular, the conversations around freedom and what exactly it means to be free, including the opportunity to live, learn, work, and worship as you choose, in peace. Our casual chats also noted heavy truths, like how freedom requires brave people to stand up for it, from members of the military to Rosa Parks. How becoming a U.S. citizen is a legal process for those not born on American soil. How fortunate we are to have been born American and how we can welcome those from other countries who share American ideals of freedom and want to become our American brothers and sisters, even if, and especially if, they don't look like us. The effects of this book linger. When we were making our gratitude pumpkin this week, I asked my daughter what she was thankful for. Freedom was one of her answers for the pumpkin. She literally wanted me to write, I am thankful for freedom on the pumpkin. Right next to, I am thankful for the beach and I am thankful for my dolls. She's not even five years old yet. While of course I think my daughter is super special, her attraction to freedom isn't just because she is unique. It's because books like this buttressed by parental conversation and activity, have shown her that our free country is beautiful, good, and always striving for better. With the right guidance, discussing freedom with intention, celebration, and history primarily is confident that every young American is capable of appreciating this truth. If the next generation grows up loving our freedoms to learn, to read, to work, to earn, to pray, or not to pray, and even to disagree with civility, our country will inch closer to becoming more united and stronger because of it. As author Rachel Campos Duffy says of her book, Paloma's journey leaves her heart filled with love for family, freedom, and America, our home. It's my prayer that her story will do the same for your child or grandchild. To Rachel, we say, prayer answered. President Thomas Jefferson famously wrote, I cannot live without books. And we primarily can't either. If you want your kids to be change makers, make them page turners first. But not turners of just any page. They must turn the pages of the right books. 
primarily endorsed books just might motivate a Halloween costume, a family vacation, a motor vehicle, a baby name, and change your life. At minimum, it will uplift the soul, teach good lessons, inspire dinner conversations, and prompt a sweet dream as well as the pursuit of the American dream. Thanks for listening to this excerpt from one of the many articles you can find on Primarily, which you can discover by visiting parentingapatriot.com to be redirected to the site. For our favorite reads for kids, and a few for us too, you can visit the shop page and add any of the books mentioned directly to your Amazon cart. Happy reading!